0: You ready? Are you ready? Wait a minute. There's nobody here. Well, I'm ready. You ready? Let's do it. Well, welcome back to another episode of The Abundant Life. And I know that any of you that have watched on a regular basis, the first thing you're probably saying is, where is Angela? And I'm asking the same thing, where's Angela right now? (laughs) I've been given all these responsibilities to do this uh, on my own, but it's really a a message that God has deposited on my heart. um, And he asked me to get this out. So it's kind of a special message um, and it's a little bit intimate for me as well too. Um, And why Angela's not here is that we actually had a water main break at our studio So our studio was underwater. We had to remove all of our film equipment, lights, cameras, you know, everything that we have that we um, need in order to, you know, produce these videos for you guys. And we had to go underneath remediation. Now we're getting ready to build everything back. So it's like it was an unplanned change in our life um, that happened. So um, the word that the Lord gave to me that he wanted me to share was exactly that. He said, I want you to talk to them about changes in time. And I was like... Okay. well, can you give me a little bit more than that? He said, yeah. He said, there's times when you're going to experience changes. And I was like, well, didn't you just say the same thing but backwards? I'm like, come on. So anyway, I started to um, just let the Lord minister to me um, and lead me to some scriptures. And I've got something I think is very powerful for the appointed time that we're in uh, right now. We're at the first of 2021. Obviously, coming out of 2020, a lot of unplanned changes. but this just isn't a message for just right now because we experienced all those changes and we experienced all these roadblocks and hazards and all these things. But you know, when the word of God goes out, it's anointed to carry out and to speak to every single person that's listening. Not only just if you hear this for the first time or you hear this a year down the road or 10 years down the road, it still carries the same anointing under it to help God to get into your life and to change and rearrange things to get you back on track to where uh, you need to be. So. Um, you know, getting a little bit into it, um, you know, there's typically a couple different changes that are going to happen in our life. They're either going to be uh, planned or they're going to be unplanned. And the, the planned uh, changes that we have sometimes, I mean, you think, well, why, like, if it's planned, aren't we ready for it? Um, but I was doing a little research and, you know, some of these sites will say that, you know, they give like the top 10 reasons for stressful environments and buying a new house and getting married are like in the top five of that. And I'm like, Those are supposed to be great things. You know, you're getting married. It's like you've been believing for a spouse and praying for a spouse, and finally you get that one, you're engaged, and then you're getting up to the marriage, getting everything ready, and it can be a little stressful because of all the plans, and then, you know, you get married, and then you're living with this person, and even though you spend all this time, you never lived with them, and it's like, now it's like you know well this person they like they put the toilet paper on the other way and they like they squeeze the toothpaste the different way and it's like all these things it's like and it can cause all these changes and uh can you know cause stress or just create some type of anxiety sometime and you know it's needless it doesn't need to be that way in our life Um, so what i'm going to share with you today is going to help you with that Um, also with the unplanned things i mean we've been faced with so many unplanned events you know last year in 2020 with covid and the shutdowns and you can't do this and you can't do that and you got to wear a mask and you know people have gotten sick and they've never had sickness and disease in their family all these unplanned things and it's like you know so how do we deal with that how do we you know operate with in god's biblical principles so that we overcome those challenges uh in the world so that's what i'm going to be talking about today the first thing that i want to share is uh, a story um that just happened recently and there was a gentleman who was in one of me and angela's 10 year or i'm sorry 10 year uh, 10 10 week uh, financial classes that we have done at free chapel church when COVID hit he faced some challenges he lost his biggest client so he was in trouble he was out of money um he his bills were stacking up so he emailed me asking you i was like what do i do what do i do right now during this time and i told him i said go to the word of god minister on the scriptures that are gonna that are going to you know help encourage you in that area go back to the class notes make sure you're doing all those things that we laid out go back to the basics you know you got to get back to that and long story short he just emailed me actually this morning um, i felt it was very timely is why i wanted to share this and he said you know praise god you know i did what you said and i got a new client and i got a 20 percent increase in and the money that i was making and he was a lot easy to work with and i was able to pay, pay off my bills and i was able to get caught up and i was able to give some money to my kids and all these great things and get to the end he said and then the client and his whole family got COVID, and i got COVID, and now i don't have any work i'm recovering he's like what do i do <laughs> and i said you do the same thing you did back then do the same exact thing and you know regardless of what the challenge is in your life, whether it's your finances, whether it's your relationships, whether it's something with one of your children or whatever it is, the Word of God is where we go to get our answers. The Word of God is gonna give us what we need in order to get out of that situation and be able to live the abundant life that God wants us to be in. It never changes. I just personally went through um, kind of a challenge, a little bit of a struggle last week, something that I had had for my childhood that I thought was gone, basically. I'd had some issues with it in my past, and I thought, you know, that's gone. I've been delivered from that. And then all of a sudden, that you know, that fear creeped up. And so I shared with the angel. I was like, God, this is what I'm experiencing, and I feel this, and I don't know why. It's like, you know, I'm supposed to be this great man of God, and you know, I'm preaching the word and teaching the word and doing all this stuff. But yet I still face this challenge. And you know, sometimes I think we can wanna go to people to help us out through those situations, and there's nothing wrong with getting that compassion from those who love us and around us. But the problem with that is, is that that's only gonna be a temporary solution to what your flesh is feeling, what your feelings are feeling, what you're going through emotionally. What you've gotta do is you gotta get to the root of the problem of what it is, and you've gotta take care of that with the Word of God. And she told me, she's like, well, I hear everything you're saying, Charles, but you gotta do what you tell her best to do, go to the Word. And I was like, yeah, I know. (laughs) You know, and that's what I did, and so, I'm telling you to do exactly what I do and what I tell other people to do. You got to get to the word because that's where it's going to get. So I told him the same thing once again. I said, you got to get back in the word, go back to those basics and keep, um, you know, doing those things because sometimes I think what can happen is that. You know, we experience this setback in something and then we get delivered from it and the Lord prospers us in it. And then, you know, we're back on track again. And then we stop doing the things that we did to try to get us out of the mess that we're in to try to get it back on track again. You go back to those same ways. We can get out of that. We can pray our way out of it. And then God can deliver us and we can apply godly wisdom to help us get out of it. But then we go right back into it again. It's like, why would you do that? It's like, that's not operating in the wisdom of God and the things that you need to do so that you don't repeat those same mistakes. And uh, it makes me think of a dog returning to his vomit. It's like, you know, the dog eats something that I shouldn't have ate, he gets sick, he throws it up, it gets it out of him, and then, you know, he's on his way to recovery, and then he goes and he eats the same stuff that just made him sick. I mean, and that's what we can do in the area of our finances, in the area of our career, in our relationships. It's like, you know, we're doing the same thing over and over and over, and we're not getting the desired results, and then we make a change, and then we get that thing changed up, and then before too long, we go back to that other way. So, the thing that I want to share today is going to help us so that we don't repeat those same mistakes, so that we don't you know, go through, uh, you know, the same type of trials over and over. And there's a couple things, a couple scriptures that I want to share um, too, that I should usually share when I encourage somebody. And I, and I told this gentleman, this was as well too, Is like, okay, you just experienced God got you a new client you got paid increase. I said, if, if he did it for you once, he'll do it for you again. And that's Hebrews 13.8. It said, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That means if he did it for you yesterday, he will do it for you today. If he did it for you today, he will do it for you in the future. So don't underestimate what God was going to do for you. He will always do that for you. Uh, the other thing that I uh one of the things I told him is that um, according to Psalms 5 and 12, it says that favor surrounds us like a shield. And so we need to be aware of what the Word of God says when we've suffered maybe a setback of losing our job or our business has decreased or whatever it is. It's like, no, God can deliver you. If He's delivered you from one from one time, He'll deliver you from it again. And you got the supernatural favor of God that surrounds you like a shield. That when you get to the the chance or the opportunity to talk to somebody, God's going to grant you favor. And Ecclesiastes uh, nine, 9 and 11 talks about God putting you in the right place at the right time. So God will direct you through the direction of the Holy Spirit and put you in the exact right spot where you need to be and give you the favor that you need to get you exactly what it is that you need. Man, that's, that's good. That's so powerful. So I just feel that's a direct, uh, just an encouragement to anybody that has lost anything over this last year, whether... You know, it it doesn't have to be like jobs and finance. It can even be relationships. Sometimes the stress and all of those things of finances and the sickness and Every all the junk that's going on in the world that can cause stress on our marriage, and that's what happened to me and Angela. We had so much financial stress that it caused us to separate and to divorce before we got back together again and got our lives back on track. So you've got to be careful of that. That you don't allow those circumstances, those challenges, those battles in the mind to separate. That you've got to get back on the word of God and grant it that you've got favor granted that he's going to put you in the right place, the right thing, and start declaring that stuff over your life right now. As a matter of fact, say this after me right now. Say, I have the favor of God. Say, favor surrounds me like a shield. Say, I declare God will put me in the right place at the right time. Hallelujah, that's good. Make that part of your declaration. That's something that speaks to you and use that over and over. That's, that's your weapon, you're using your mouth, life and death from the power of your tongue. You gotta to use that as one of your weapons to come against the ploys of the enemy and to speak life into your situations. So one of the most important things we can do as we're making those declarations, we're doing those things, is listening to what God is speaking to us personally. And, and even if you don't feel like, well, I don't really know how to hear from God, I don't really hear from God, you can hear from God through his word. Uh, because his word is him. God. God's word is him. So you can hear what he's speaking to you uh, through, through his word. So what I want to give you to equip you is talking about the wisdom of God. And Proverbs 4 and 7 says this. It says, wisdom is the principal thing in all you're getting, get understanding. It says it's the principal thing. The principal thing—that's important. It's a principal thing, and you think about, you know, King Solomon. I believe he was uh, nineteen years old when he was going to become the king of Israel, and you know, here you got this kid, nineteen years old. He's going to become the king of an entire nation. And so God basically grants him, he said, you know, ask anything from me and I'll give it to you. It's almost like you think, you know, I dream Jimmy came down and said, rub the bottle and I'll give you three wishes. You know, God ain't no genie, but he's a lot more than that. I mean, he's the El Shaddai, he's the El Elyon, he's the most powerful thing. So when God tells you he's going to give you something, he's going to give it to you. So what did he ask for? He asked for wisdom. And God said, because you ask for wisdom, I'm going to give you riches and honor as well, too. So Solomon became the richest man in the world. And the Bible says that there'll be nobody ever richer than him. But it was wisdom that directed him to his wealth. It was wisdom that directed him to be able to govern the people. And that was his heart. He wanted to be able to govern the people. So he asked for wisdom. And Proverbs 4 and 7 says this, getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. Now that's key. I want to Kind of emphasize that last part develop good judgment because once you get the wisdom and the wisdom helps to get you out of the situation or the wisdom can even direct you to, i mean wisdom doesn't have to be about getting you out of a bad circumstance it can be about you know you're stepping into a new career you're stepping into a new job you're you're you know starting a new business you're just gotten married whatever it is it's like the wisdom of god will direct you through that but what you have to do is that remember that it's gonna help you develop good judgment. So it's like I was talking about before. That's going to help keep you from making those same mistakes. It's going to develop in you. It's going to mature in you. It's going to help you get to a place where hopefully you're making less mistakes than you were. And I always tell my daughter who's got her own clothing company, she started a business, like she'll make a mistake. And I said, well, you know what? You should have done it this way. of so that when she's her reply a lot of times to me is, I didn't know. And I'm like, well, that's why I'm telling you, so that you do know, so that you don't have to make the same mistakes. And you know, don't beat yourself up over it when you make a mistake in business. And believe me, I've made a lot of mistakes in business. I've made mean, a lot of mistakes in life. But what I was trying to say, if you hopefully you learn from them and you try not to make those same mistakes again, and sometimes that might happen or whatever, but developing good judgment is a key once you get the wisdom of God to continue to help you to increase more and more and to keep multiplying and getting better and everything you do in every aspect of your life. So let's go. I'm gonna give you five, the number of grace, tips for walking in the wisdom of God. Number one, God's wisdom is available to every believer. Romans 2 and 11 says this, for there is no respecters of persons with God. There's no respect person, which means if he did it for this guy over here, he'll do it for this girl over here. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. I mean, we're all the same. We're, once we become born again and believers and child, uh, children of the kingdom of God, that there is no respect. He'll give us whatever we ask for, whatever it is that we're believing for, he'll give it to you. But he, he, we are free moral agents, but he's not going to just put something on you without you asking and receiving it. Just like he doesn't put salvation on anybody. You have to believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is your Savior, and then you receive salvation. It's the same way that you receive everything else. And we've got a teaching that talks about the salvation package. You can go back and see all that. But the whole point is on this one is that he'll do it for whoever. Whoever believes and whoever, whoever asks for it. So if you desire the wisdom of God regarding any situation in your life, then you can have it. Number two, you just need to ask God for wisdom. I kind of just talked about that a little bit there for a second. James one and five says this, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be giving to you. That's good, man. That is so good. So number one is if you lack ask, <laughs> so if you're lacking wisdom in some area of your life, and just asking for it, he says he's going to give it. But here's the great thing: he gives generously. He gives it generously. That's God's heart to give you generously all things. If he's already given you his Son, Jesus Christ, how would he not freely give you all things? Is what the Bible says. All things, all things. I love all. Leaves out nothing. Doesn't say I'll give you some things. I'll give you most of the things. He said no. All things. It leaves out nothing. So he's generous in that. The other thing that it sounds as important is that without finding fault. So don't think that God's not going to give you wisdom, well, I didn't tie last week or I didn't, you know, I kicked the dog, I got in a fight with my wife, you know, I paddled my kid the wrong way, whatever it is. God doesn't find fault. So don't think that you don't qualify for wisdom because of maybe some of the things that you did that you shouldn't have done. He doesn't find fault in that. Next thing is, is that he says, and it will be given to you. He'll give it. He'll give it to you. So, you know, you've got to take the wisdom of God as soon as you ask for it because everything is given to us by grace and then we have to receive it by faith. So as soon as you pray, as soon as you ask for it, believe that you receive it and that it's yours and that the Holy Spirit will then work through you to guide you through those situations. Number three, God's word is full of wisdom. Oh, that's good. Proverbs 2 and 6 says this, For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. In the word you're going to receive that wisdom just by reading the word. Because the, the, you got to think of the Bible's as like your life manual. You know, we go to all these like self-help books and, you know, how to be a millionaire and five steps or all these type of things. And, you know, that's all in fine of itself. But God's word is full of wisdom. But you just have to take the time to get in it and have, ask God, you know, for revelation. One thing I do before I sit down with my quiet time every single morning is I said, Lord, give me revelation of your word and give me revelation knowledge of him. Who's that him? That Jesus. I want to see Jesus in the Word. I want to see what what it is where those hidden treasures in there, those shadows of Christ in the Old Testament. I want all that stuff to be revealed for me because I want to get everything I can out of the Word of God. I want to get every single piece of wisdom that I can. Number four, the wisdom of God and the world's wisdom are not the same. Proverbs 1 and 7 says, Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise. Wisdom and discipline, (laughs) that's so good. So here's one thing you have to realize is that you can go get a PhD and an MBA and you can have all these things behind your name and there's nothing wrong with that. But that's worldly knowledge, that's worldly wisdom. You cannot have any of those degrees and you could have the wisdom of God rise up in you and you could see something that somebody else in an industry or in a specific trade that they can't even see because they're not operating the wisdom of God. So the wisdom of God can supersede those things. In your life um, and sometimes wise counsel will even give those things to us so we have to you know be aware of when we're getting wise godly counsel another thing that I think is really important in this area is praying over your bank accounts praying over your uh, budgets uh, in the spirit praying in tongues And I've done that I mean I've had a personal budget for our family for a number of years that has every single expense that we have it has our tithing our giving you know household expense anything that where money's going out i've got a budget because that's what helps track you to be successful in those in those areas that you're trying to do all those type of things, and you know, but I've had them for years. And it's like, you know, how could I tweak them anymore, make them any better? But sometimes what I'll do is, is open up on my computer and just start praying in the tongues of, just praying over the spirit, over that budget, and all of a sudden, boom, something pops up. Like change this, rearrange that, do this, do that. Guess what? I just saved a grand. Saved a grand. I just that means I saved twelve grand a year right back in my pocket instead of somebody else's pocket. So the wisdom of God and praying in the Spirit can do that. Whether you know it's your budget or it's praying over maybe a presentation that you're going to give or a test or whatever it may be, praying in the Spirit can reveal things through you. Uh, the, the Book of Jude says that it builds you up. It builds you up in that area that you might not have that wisdom. Number five. It's the last one here. The enemy will try to distract you from the wisdom of God because he does not want you walking in the wisdom of God. Because <laughs> he knows when you're walking with God, how powerful you are. And if you know your authority in Christ Jesus and that the name above Jesus, name above every name, he's going to become a defeated foe. You're going to actually give him a Ph.D. when you know that that's personal head damage to Satan. So first Peter five and eight says this. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone who he can devour. What's interesting about that is that he's looking for somebody because he can't devour everybody, okay? So he can only get the ones that he can get. So what he's gonna try to do is he's gonna try, the Bible says that he's the accuser of the brethren. He's gonna try to accuse you of all these past things that you've done that don't qualify you for the blessings. And what happens is you start to have a battle In your mind and regardless of what you may have going on in the physical realm the battle in your mind can be even greater than that physical realm because you've got to get your mind renewed when you get your mind renewed then it will start to minister to your soul when your soul is then renewed by the Word of God then that's when your soul will prosper and you'll get the outward manifestation of what that is because we're a body a spirit and a soul, we're a three-part being. So we've got to make sure that we're getting that word of God into us, renewing our mind and getting into our soul, because then that what's makes the changes on, like I said, in the world for us. But a lot of times people aren't able to overcome those battles because they're so caught up in their mind. They're just thinking, well what if this happens or what if that happens and you know this person got sick and that person got sick and what if I get sick and they got laid off and how no you got to overcome that. Regardless of whatever it is you've got to overcome that and the only way that you can do that is to win that battle in your mind And but you've got to be alert You've got to be alert so when that thought starts to come in you got to combat it with the Word of God That's what Jesus did and I believe it's Matthew 4 uh, Starting in, in verse 1. I mean he just fasted 40 days 40 nights He's getting ready to enter into his ministry and what happens who guess who comes along the devil and what does the devil do? He starts using scripture against Jesus. I mean, come on, dude. You're going to use scripture against Jesus? Like, and, but what he does, he takes the scripture and he twists it. And he leaves things out. And he takes, rearranges it. So he, he tries to manipulate Jesus into thinking. And Jesus just keeps hitting him back with the word of God. He goes, no, it is written. It is written. (laughs) And sometimes we gotta do the same thing. We gotta go to our minds, to that battle of minds. We gotta go, no, 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 I'm not going down. I'm not gonna lose my job. I'm not gonna lose my business. I'm not gonna get the virus. I'm not gonna do that. God has not given me a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And he will put me in the right place at the right time. I have favor that surrounds me like the shield and I'll be victorious of everything that I do. See, we're not fighting to get victory. We're fighting from victory ground because it's already been given us. Only thing we're trying to do when the enemy comes back and tries to get something in us is we just gotta go to combat with him with the word of God. Oh man, that's so good. I'm getting happy myself right now, ministering to myself. Hallelujah. So in closing, I just want to leave you with this. One last scripture. Good for one more? <laughs> Ain't nobody around here to tell me I can't. So here goes. Bible tells us in Colossians. 2 and 23 and i'm just going to really paraphrase you can go check it out it says in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge oh gosh that's good in him in christ is the hidden treasures of wisdom oh man do you get that that the hidden treasure wisdom is treasures and i like you know a lot of times god will give me a word or he'll give me some instruction but he'll make me go like dig for it make me go like me and Angela always say, it's like going on a treasure hunt. And then as you start to study it and you start digging these things up, then you find these like beautiful treasures and what the Bible's referring here is like treasures of wisdom. (laughs) So I declare over you that you'll find every treasure of wisdom that's pertinent to your life in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare great things are gonna happen for you. I declare the favor of God that surrounds you like a shield, that you'll be in the right place at the right time, that you have the wisdom of God and the mind of Christ every day of your life. Things are changing and rearranging for you. You will increase more and more, you and your children, and God has a great plan for your life, in Jesus' name. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time, right back here on Abundant Life. Um, we may be back in the studio. We may not, you know, maybe me and Angela will go out somewhere else. I don't know, but I sure hope she's with me because I missed her pretty little face and she's a good teacher too. So until next time we're praying for you. We love you. Peace.